Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Uncapped Gaming, the podcast of unprofessional opinions about games, where, as ever, I, Bill, am joined by Lloyd and Dale, and we are today going to be talking about gaming as an adult and open world fatigue, um, which is quite a big, broad, expansive topic. Ironically, Wait, I, do we have to collect I, things on the way? I, I thought we were just talking about Monster Hunter all stream. What? <laughs> yeah, we have to collect things and do lot. There will be lots of side missions in this episode. Um, <laughs> oh, side missions, man! The perfect thing for us. <laughs> lots of tangents. <laughs> However, before we get before we get into that, obviously we go through the usual motions and talk about what we have been playing this week. Um, so. I will go to Dale first because Lloyd was struggling to remember that he had played things. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Apex, quite, quite literally, just Apex Legends. Nice. I've been, uh, I've been in a bit of a, a a mix of emotions on whether I want to play keyboard and mouse and controller, and it's it's bugging me quite a bit. Feel more comfortable on controller, but then the like the speed of mouse and keyboard when it comes to like swapping items and stuff kind of gets me i don't know it's 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 been a, it's been a rough few days in my games i've i've been playing like <laughs> really bad so does one of them seem easier or have you not reached the verdict yet yeah no controller seems easier for me um i need aim assist i'm not a very good aimer so i do need aim assist um Nah, it's just, obviously me growing up playing consoles rather than keyboard and mouse, it feels more natural to me, and I'm a very, I'd say mid-aggressive player, I'm aggressive at the right times, and I like to push, but when I'm playing on keyboard and mouse, I just haven't got that confidence, and when I have on a controller, I, I, I quite literally just... All the, pros, everything. all the pros play with controllers. So that's, uh... <laughs> no, they don't. Do they they, not? Well, I'd say I'd say it's probably like a thirty-seventy like split. 70, well, most of them, then most of them. seventy keyboards, thirty controller, maybe, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's a big, it's a hot topic in Apex. It's a huge hot topic. Do they not play controller, controller in tournaments? No, no. Okay. In uh, you might be thinking of Halo. Ah, okay. A maybe. lot of people use controller in Halo, whereas a lot... I'm not sure how many people use keyboard and mouse in Halo. But yeah, controller versus keyboard and mouse is quite a, uh, a, a contentious argument in the Apex community, so... Slide on. They've been okay games. I'm two wins away from 100, and I'll be happy then, and I'll retire and just... And, that, and that, was, that, was, that was Dale very deftly refusing to take a side on the wall between keyboard and Oh, no, controller. I'm, I'm controller. Like, I'm a controller guy. Like, I am. But their argument of how, how aim assist is too strong is quite valid, so I can't, uh, I can't argue too much, you know? But I'm a controller by, by heart. And by thumbs, so, you know? So ju just Apex, have, have you uh, made any progress? <laughs> Quite literally just Apex. I started Death Loop, um, played half hour of it and have not gone back. Probably gonna look at refunding it because I just I'm not interested. Nothing grabbed me. It was quite easy. And yeah, that's my little half yeah. hour verdict on the game. I haven't I haven't played it, but like that 
that was my kind of impression of it as well because it got compared to Returnal a lot and yet there's like having played Returnal I can't see that comparison beyond the time loop because mm. Returnal is very very hard <laughs> Returnal might be a game that I do look at in the future but yeah. I'd have to buy a Playstation 5 for that and <laughs> money's not free <laughs> it's not it's not nah, like unfortunately not <laughs> What about you, Lloyd? What's your games this week? Uh, I didn't play much. Not gonna lie, I haven't played much. I've kind of had one of those like brain fog weekends where it's just like my head's not working. Um, so I've kind of been stuck in that. But I did, I did yesterday make a return to streaming on YouTube, and I played some Planet Crafter, which is quite cool. Um, so it's like a open world survival sort of thing. Got to like terraform this planet. Um, it was cool. It was cool. It's just a prologue. It's not the full game, but um, yeah, it it looked cool. There was like, I kind of felt I was just doing the same thing, like running back and forth for a while, but um, yeah, and it, it takes a while to like unlock things and build your base and stuff. So um, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to play more than two hours of that to to give it a proper proper good review. But uh, those yeah. are rocky numbers. <laughs> Rocky numbers, yeah, literally. I read some. I read some of the reviews, and they said like this. This prologue has usually got like twenty hours worth of gameplay. So uh, I'm a bit like I might not just bad, give it... not bad for a prologue. No, no. So I might just give it another go. Um, Dude, just... how long is the actual game going to be if the prologue's twenty uh, hours? It does, I, I don't think it ends. If no, I'm honest, is it a Minecraft? <laughs> it's a Minecraft. Literally, yeah. that was one of the comparisons I made. I was just like, we're going to build a storage room. We're going to build a mob spawner. We're gonna do all sorts, and yeah, I, I, I yeah. it looks cool. It looks kind of reminds, yeah, it's my Minecraft slash No Man's Sky. That's how the best way to describe it. So. Fair, fair. More right so far, but I'm excited to see what what else they've got installed on there. Whether it's any uh like ancient alien species and stuff hiding deep down. Mm. That's, you that's, that's, you. that's me for the two days of this week. I <laughs> am. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've been playing more of Returnal. I've I've not got very far. Um, I've increased the number of times I've reached the first boss, and I basically, from what I understand, need to get a lot better at dodging than I am. Um, <laughs> it's the main thing because it it just kind of, as well as being a roguelite, it's got very much goes bullet helly in certain points where there's just so many things and they're all shooting at you, and you just gotta kind of jump different directions and hope for the best and um combined with obviously the platforming and all that sort of stuff so there's loads of different things there and it's not um you can't really cheese it you've got to be good you've got to learn get skilled at it or fail. my so. my my tip for that is to focus on your dodging and your shooting will just come that's that's how i had to learn with binding of isaac binding of isaac is it's like the pappy of these games you know but yeah, I think focus on your dodging and then shooting will just come. You know, the damage will just come. Your dodging should be priority. Tips with Ale. With Ale. Is, um, is Deathloop, De- Deathloop with Rogue? Uh, oh my God, my speech. <laughs> is Deathloop. I've been like this all week. Um, is Deathloop a rogue? Would you say it's a roguelike or roguelike or anything like that? 
I don't know. No, don't know. I don't know. I, unless the game tells me it's one of those, I don't know if it is because no. those those genres really confuse me as to what. Yeah, is from what, what I'm saw on your on your stream, I wouldn't have said it is, and I think that's probably the main big difference between the two. Because watching yeah. both of your lovely streams on both of the games, yeah, they're nothing alike. I don't get where that comparison's come from, but I just think people have kind of gone, oh, yeah. you know, I think they, they've got time loops. Again, I've not played Deathloop, so I'm I'm kind of going about off what I've heard about it rather than anything else. But um, it's not a rogue light or light because it doesn't. Yeah, like, yeah. When you when you die, you reset, but you play this like the level layouts and everything exactly is, is the, the same. Same, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just a a, um, a death action game, I guess. Um, and the difference I learned between roguelike and roguelite <laughs> is that with a rogue with a roguelike, like based on the original game Rogue, you when you die you lose everything, you start from complete scratch, and there's the only thing that progresses is your ability to like your skill at the game. Whereas with a roguelite, they give you a little bit of a like there's things you can carry on permanent. Like for example, um, I've got a melee weapon now in. Um, Returnal, so I can like go and sword slash people, and even when I die, I get to keep that. And that sort of thing. That that's too much of a concession to the player for a roguelike. So it's it's a roguelite. But that's the difference. Ro roguelites are a bit confusing. more forgiven. Lessons with cats. We're all coming <laughs> here for the lessons. <laughs> we all need to get better at jingles. <laughs> <laughs> It's not our strong suit, is it? No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, like from from playing Returnal, the other thing I've been doing is continuing to build up my. I now have um, an extra room in my house in Animal Crossing, and, and oh, I've got the museum's going to be built soon, and just uh, we've got a shop if, and all that sort of stuff. So, if you want it done quicker, just just time travel. Just time travel. Oh, I, I just, I just, I just had my wife drop off loads of fossils and then just send them over. <laughs> just, just time travel. D will shout at me for telling you this, but just time travel. There's yeah. no consequences. I, I, what, I, what I thought you meant was you like got rid of everything in a room in your house <laughs> and just got an extra room for like gaming or something. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty sweet. See? <laughs> oh no, no, no! In in the real world, I still have the same number of rooms in my house. Ooh. <laughs> We so, want more rooms. We want more Sadly, rooms. it doesn't work like that with your rent <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> just an add-on extension. Yeah. Just, just go like I'm just uh, going to make a new room. Just get get a hat sledgehammer. Get, hold on, I'm just going to redecorate. Fifty pound more a month. Can I have an extra room on the top floor? <laughs> just flies it in with like a like a pelican drops it in. But I paid my loan this month. <laughs> what? I paid my my nooks this month. Can I have an extra room? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if, if like loans and finances worked like they do in Animal Crossing, I'd probably be a little bit more forgiven on capitalism because it'd be like, okay, yeah, well, I'll just go around and like dig up ants <laughs> and you can give me miles for. <laughs> yeah. But what I love is how like the basement appears, like it just appears out of nowhere. A basement, the, the loading into that basement and like the basement look looks so creepy. <laughs> it's just like stairs into darkness. They could have at least made it like you know light so you could see something, but just into darkness is terrifying. I don't like horrors, and everything scares me. 
I was going to say, I think you're the first person I've heard describe anything relating to Animal Crossing as scary. <laughs> creepy more than anything. I don't know, the way Bladders looks at you is a bit creepy as well. Oh, uh, no, don't, because I, I, I had a lot of stuff. He like, goes, can I tell you about this? And I said no to him, and his little eyes just went, like the expression is just like, oh, I wanted to info dump it. So it's like, oh, mate, go on then. I'll let you this next time. <laughs> Nah, can't say can't say no to nah, vaguely anthropomorphic um, fictional entities. They're all scary. They're terrifying. Like, oh my lord! It's okay, Dale. They can't get you. You're People safe. call them You're safe people. Here. Like, I just I can't <laughs> not see animatronics when they walk around with how big and stuff they are. And like Five Nights at Freddy has ruined some things for me, and I can't look at things the same way. So. So what you're saying is that if there ever gets made a Five Nights at Tom Nooks game, then we should make you play it in VR. I'll quit gaming. <laughs> it's over. I'm not playing. Done. Just just any game developers listening who want to make that game happen, we will sponsor you happily. Quit. And make me quit gaming. Like, <laughs> it'll be over. I will not do anything. I'll be gone. I, I'll settle into board games or something. I don't know. That I'd would be, yeah. That would be a very different podcast. There's probably lots to talk about, but we're not we're not here for board games, obviously. Um, I want more board games. <laughs> I'd like some board games. What are we here for? Video games. Okay. Um, oh, oh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. This, this wasn't what I signed on for. <laughs> I am... So yeah, so the the kind of overarching topic for this week is adult, like gaming as an adult and how it's different. Um, and we put the like I said open world for tea because I think that's quite a good. Um, what's the word? Yeah, that, that's quite a, that's quite a good kind of example of it, I suppose, because yeah. because it, it's kind of ties into that whole thing about how you'd look at the games differently so I mean that that's obviously the first question what's for you from your experience like what ways have you found yourself looking at games differently as as an adult than you might have done as a teenager or as a kid at the time I think I'd, I'd have to interject with being like multiplayers being the, the prime thing for me rather than open worlds as much but like as a kid in high school, what I don't even know how old you are in high school, like 14, 15, coming home and just play Black Ops from what four o'clock in the afternoon till one in the morning, only stopping to go down to get food, come back up and just continue playing. That's why I was in quotations so good at the game. Now I can't dedicate that time, and I wish I could. I really wish I could, but um, I think it's mostly time now, and I've got. <laughs> adult stuff to do <laughs> yeah i think it's like it's like how can i spend that time and enjoy the most out of that time that i do get spare so like you want good quality and like as whereas before as a kid you'd kind of play a game for like hours and end and then just go ah oh, i don't like this game whereas now it's like the first half hour and i'm just kind of like i don't want to i don't want to play on this so and then Thanks. on to the next yeah i think it's why the argument of oh the game gets good after four hours is so 
like just rubbish <laughs> like no you, like i'm sorry i know games need to build up to things like i get it i really do but if your game's not grabbing me in the first half hour to an hour i'm not going to continue playing because it's not worth my time i don't care if it turns into like the game of the century i i don't like if you're not grabbing me i'm not playing you it's i think that was fun yeah, it's the same arguments as like the Nef- like a lot of Netflix series and stuff like people who rave about stuff and then there's certain ones people rave about but you have to get past the first season or whatever. It's that, that same thing. Yeah. It's like Yeah. I mean I can find the time to like binge watch stuff or play but I have to want to. Like there's there's a level of energy required to like commit and invest to something. Mm. Um and if if I mean, even games I like, sometimes there's there's days when you don't have the energy for that particular game or that type of game. You're just like, no, not today. I'm going yeah. to do something far more mindless or something which is more lighthearted or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. There's different, because there's different days, you know, is it a bones day or not? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very different than just being able to sit, as you say, in, in, as a kid and be like, oh yeah, um, I'm just going to play crappy game number 3020 20 hours later. Uh, that wasn't very good. I completed it. 100% of it wasn't very good. I think, I think yeah, because I feel like that was City Skylines. I've wanted to play that game for so long. <laughs> like, I've, I've been like, I obviously I've played it before, but I've just been like really craving it. But then I sit down and I'm like, I look at it and I go, I could sink hours into this, couldn't I? And it is that, that those hours are just gonna. Di- and I was just like, yeah, no. And then it's like, you know, could I? Yeah. And it's just like, am I just gonna get to a point and then just restart again and and do that? And I, yeah, I just I can't bring myself to even like switch it on at the moment. But I still really want to play it, and it's um, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. <laughs> no, I I get it because like I been wanting to play Rimworld for absolutely ages. I've been talking about it for yeah, some yeah. time and I started it. It was really fun and I just I was like I'm going to have to spend so much time understanding this game. But then I counteract myself in the fact that like I play Apex so much. But then Apex is so action and so everything's happening at once and it's so quick and so bite-sized the games so that it makes it easier to consume. I think that might be one of the reasons why Battle Royales have been so popular too. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, you can kind of get away with that casual playtime mm. in a multiplayer game. Whereas, like, I think as a as a management sim or something you've got to kind of invest a lot of time into to actually get the full... The, value the full, of it the full value yeah. out of the game yeah like i think like like a management sim because like the kind of the first kind of bit of a management sim the first like three four hours of that is it's quite okay. dull and you've probably done it about a hundred times as well which makes yeah. it it's like you can't do all the fun and exciting things that you can do later on in the game because you haven't unlocked everything you haven't researched those bits you haven't mm-hmm. you haven't got the characters necessary or whatever so yeah i think there's a there's a big difference between the two genres there but um it's, I think it depends what you want from them. Like, if yeah. you want to be really good in a multiplayer game, I think you've got to put a lot more time in than mm. a management game. But then it's like that level of what you want. You know what I mean? So, like, if you just want the casual experience and just go in and just enjoy it with your friends after work, you know, then you don't need that. But if you like, say, for example, me with Apex, where I'm, I'm aiming to get, like, Masters or something like that, the amount of hours that you've got to put in is is... Yeah, it scares me a little bit. 
But no, I, I get your point. I think it depends on what you want out of a game yeah, yeah, as yeah. well, you know? Yeah, and I think this this is probably, the, like, it seems to me, at least, that if you want, if you're if you're not aiming to play a game for, like, professional, whether it's speed running, whether it's trying to get ranked in a multiplayer FPS or challenge runs or whatever, you're not aiming, you, your main aim isn't to get lots and lots of hours, is it? It's just to go in, have yeah. fun, and that be it. Yeah. Um, so it's like kind of you know that whole, that whole thing of like is that a selling point if something's really big if something is got you know um, like the, the the whole thing with Dying Light 2 recently where it was all like um, oh yeah we th- this game takes 500 hours to complete which they later clarified and said that was for 100% and do absolutely everything. Um, but obviously that got a lot of kickback at the time because that's a lot of people will look at that and just that that's not a selling point. That's almost the opposite of it. Like, you know, put yeah, people yeah, off. Yeah. Um, but, but in those like 500 hours, like what are you going to like, what are you going to do? You're going to complete the story, which apparently takes like 100 hours. So you've got 400 games worth of co- hours of- my ink, my map, my speaking. <laughs> Four hundred hours of gaming, like left to do. Like, what, what is in that? You know, so is it the way the way they clarified it was? I think it was either twenty hours to complete the main quest, right? And like some side quests, you know. So imagine some side quests you need to progress. Um, I think it was either forty or sixty to finish. Um, all the side quests and the main story, and then 500 hours to explore everything, every single bit of dialogue, um, all the, I suppose, collectibles, all the missions, all the different outcomes. Ah, uh, um, okay. Thing. So ev- it's everything. Like, so it's not just, it, this isn't just one playthrough. It no. is, okay. No, 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 no. Right, okay. No. I, didn't, I didn't see that part. I saw that there was like 100 hours or whatever for side missions and main quests, but I didn't see that it was... I, they I, have I think it, it was just literally a, they found a cool stat mm. wanted to think that cool stat and then everyone was just like but yeah, yeah I, I think, cut them, but I, <laughs> I was I just getting angry in the background because a lot of yeah a lot of like companies have used that as a mm. yeah no they point. have I think and Ubisoft like, were one of the worst right theirs was my map my map's so yeah. big. Oh. Come here. Look how big my map is. Our map's eight uh, times yeah. the size of New York. If New York was three times bigger than New York itself, it's like, I don't I don't care. Like Bethesda I, tried it with Fallout 4 as well, and it was just like... And you played it, and it was like it was fun, but like it just didn't have that same impact like Fallout 3 had. Mm, and you yeah. just, like, you know... It just leaves less memorable, like, places, you know what I mean? Like, like take Skyrim which yeah. is probably the most successful open world game. Mm-hmm. Easy. Like, it's a massive map, let's be fair. It'd it take you, like, what, I'd say a good two hours? I don't know if this is correct, to walk from one side to the other. But how many of those places do you actually know? How many of those places do you remember by heart and you have fond memories in? You know, when you have these m- even massive maps compared to them, you're just like, well, I, I know the first three locations you go to, and that's, that's it. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know about right. you. Like, I, I, when, I mean, unless I'm doing like some sort of like clean up of like collectibles or whatever, just because I want like 
So with Horizon and with Spider Man, I did I did that kind of at the end to get the hundred percent because I was really close to it. Um, and then with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it was just not getting done because there was so much left. Um, and I think that that's the sort of thing is like if you go from completing the game, which is not just the main story, but also the side quest is a hundred hours, and you need to spend five times that much time to do every little random little thing across the whole. That's sort of difference to spending 500 hours if your 500 hours is like say a game that when you first play it takes 10 or 20 hours to get through but it takes 500 hours to play through it so many times and like become like where you can get um an s rank on it do it in under three hours do it speed runs or do things on the harder difficulties but all those things where you're like you know there's something new there's some sort of genuine value was it you're you're kind of you know progressing and learning and becoming better at it and and it feels like you're still overcoming some sort of challenge rather than just wandering around trying to pick up you know um you're basically reduced to like someone i can think of it as like the the one of the old legends in vampires used to be like if you dropped seeds in front of them they had to stop and count every single one of them before they moved on and it's like that's Spider-Man then, jeez. That that's not like that's great as a vampire repellent. It's not great as a as a fun for a game, is it? Yeah. Like you know, count mm. these seeds, collect these, you know, all these hidden little pieces of gold or whatever. Yeah, region. yeah, Just, oh. it's yeah. a lot. I think that like, that's probably the big quick because I mean, there's not enough hours in the day for most people. Is is a thing, but then but there's then, also. What what are those five hundred hours spent doing? Yeah, but then I suppose there's the whole thing of players. I'd imagine there are players that love that because they get so much value out of one game. You know, I'd imagine there are people that are like absolutely adore when a game is massive because they spend what seventy quid now for a triple A game or sixty seventy quid for a game, and that lasts them what ages. That'd be their game to play because they love that game. You know what I mean? So I suppose there is a counter to it, but I suppose I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's it's a bit boring for me. But yeah, I think like Assassin's Creed, like and and I think um, like Assassin's Creed kind of does it well because they've obviously got like the new Game Plus and stuff, which is quite cool. Where you can kind of go back and you can explore the other options because they do ever so slightly include different choices now in side quests yeah. and stuff so you can go back and but you'll have all your same equipment and stuff so you don't have to go through that that challenge again so i think new game pluses are really good well, they not in assassin's creed make it difficult with new game plus because that's normally what happens right new game you, plus makes the game a lot harder but you run through it I, with all your stuff again i can't remember i just know you can carry stuff over i mean I, th- I think in like Bloodborne and Dark Souls and whatever you get, that's that's mm. new game plus is yeah. um, you're upgraded, but the enemies are upgraded as well. So I think whereas in Much most less. games in most <laughs> they, games they, New Game Plus gives you an advantage. Like um, Yeah, they give they give you like one power up and then the enemies in Dark and Soulsborns get like eight, because why not? But in, in non Soulsborne games where like the, the aim is not to just like batter the player into a yourself. <laughs> um because like I 
when I did a new game plus on Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and I, I chose the same difficulty, which I pro- probably a mistake. I probably should have upped it a bit, but it got because I was the level I was. Um, like when you first start, you fight these machines. Like it takes you ages. You've got to learn like the right places to hit them with the bow to like strike off like the vulnerable parts and set traps and hide new stealth. I was just going in with me uh, melee weapon and just beating them to death. So it's that powerful, just like <laughs> you're down. Um, which was loads of fun, and it's it's like that thing of like like old Resident Evil games where you've got the infinite rocket launcher and you just go around and blast everything to the means on that like fifth playthrough or whatever. But um, yeah, that that it's more like that than than um, you know, right. We'll make you a little bit stronger. We'll make them seventy times stronger. Uh, yeah, I think Assassin's Creed, you could level up. You The enemies leveled up with you, didn't they? So if you went in with the new level, you could... They would be at the same level as you, or higher. That's how it worked, I remember that. Oh, is that... Is that <laughs> I've, I've not done New Game Plus on, on Assassin's Creed. Um, but yeah, I... so you could do it. There was an option in the game. You could either have them so they stay a certain level. So do you remember... I, d- I don't know if they did it in Valhalla, I can't remember, but like Odyssey and Origins, each area was leveled. Um, and then you'd go in and enemies would be that level um, yeah, between th- the levels stated. And then you could have the option to level those up with you if they were below your level. So nothing was ever not yeah. challenged. Oh, the, the, the areas were leveled, but um, you'd also come across like certain like bosses or mini bosses roaming through who were just. <sighs> There oh, was the one, um there the was one in, yeah but there was there was oh, one in particular um i mean i suppose minor spoilers if anyone's not played but there's like a, i if you play and you go to asgard meet the gods and stuff there's, there's this one guy you fight who's like this giant oh okay yeah. um thing and christ almighty that took me so many attempts because i was massively under leveled for it mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, that's so. when you got to find the cheese, though. You got to find the cheese when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd like to say that I I well I, I just got over that by being skilled and knowing when to dodge and par. Like no, yeah, it's just sheer luck and persistence and um, bombing the, the special moves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just dodge all the way out of there, run. <laughs> that's my that's my biggest tip from those ones. Just, just leg it, leg it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just as soon as they hit you back, run. <laughs> hit as much as you yeah. can, and then as soon as they hit you back, run. It's yeah, it not one, worth it. <laughs> it was one with a shield, like like in Valhalla, and I just couldn't get past the shield at all. And I, I can't remember why. Like, it was just so hard, and it was like one of the first ones you come across as well. I just gave up, ran like away. That, when a when a, a the basic world. yeah, when a basic enemy <laughs> is, is really really tough at first, yeah, and then you just like in muscle memory just know sidestep here, stab there, turn around, <laughs> you win. But like that first encounter, oh, the beautiful. And then it's you're like, beautiful. oh, I'm, le- I'm level 200 now, so you can do what you want. I'm not even going to do any skills. I'm just going to go and bash you on the head. It's like, it, I think one of the best for that, though, is Monster Hunter. Is like when you first fight a monster, and you're like, oh, wait, what is it? Like, remember the first time we fought the Anjanath on Worlds? 
we we can't we we yeah. failed it like twice it was the only thing we had a little bit of a bump with and then we went straight back in but i just remember this moment where me and lloyd were like looking for it and then next thing you know is lloyd starts screaming because you're running it just took him completely out and then you go back on the game now and you just literally you you body him like yeah, there's nothing like, do you know what i mean pop him in 30 seconds sort yeah of <laughs> like it's, it's it's really fun like i i i like when something new absolutely bodies you and you're like yeah. oh and then you look back and you're like what was i doing like why was i charging I think, into that i think that's the great thing about monster hunters though in it it's like yeah. you don't know what you're in for like you don't know whether it's a fire monster you don't know whether it's a thunder monster yeah. you don't know what to take with you you don't know whether yeah and i that's that's that first encounter the is like this playthrough is just yeah. is something special in it do you know i still remember the first time i ever killed a rathalos ever really? and it was down my nan's on the psp and i remember screaming because i was so excited and my nan and i being like i i don't know what you've done and i was like i've just killed the king of wyverns <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were good times when you i remember i was like on the the pookie pookie for ages pookie pookie oh <laughs> love the love pookie pookie, pookie. Of course, Phil's not played Monster Hunter, Sorry. so he's very lost yeah, with these monsters. <laughs> I, I understand Sorry. that the big, big, scaly things that you do do, a, do them a stab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Anjanaf, just to picture it, imagine being charged by two times bigger T-Rex. It looks like a T-Rex. With wings on its back, it doesn't fly, but it like pops these dorsal fins out and shoots fire ah. from its nose, mouth knows i don't know one of the two but just imagine that charging you and it's the first thing you see <laughs> that sounds fun no Terrifying. it wasn't a first <laughs> there are version of mr is it mr x or yeah it is. <laughs> it's just me and Lloyd being taunted by an angina from the corner oh god Right, enough monster hunter speak. Yeah, so yeah. I, I saw I saw the notification pop up that it finished downloading, so I was like, oh my god, I guess a monster hunter in. Side quest two completed. <laughs> well <laughs> I mean XP. <laughs> on, on, on the side we'll I mean we'll come to the side quests and stuff in in a sec, but I think this kind of fits in because the like the the five hundred hours obviously as you say, the, the devs when they put it, we just probably like this is a cool stat. We'll we'll do it. I think they compared it to like it was like walking from Warsaw to Spain or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. But there, there is a general kind of perception a lot of people have, um, or say it seems to be touted around certain corners of like the gaming world, and, and probably with younger people, I think that this is the this is the question of like as an adult, do games have to be bigger? be better is that like because that that seems to be the perception doesn't it a lot of, like that that certain people advocate is like oh this this game's bigger than the last game so it's better than the last yeah. game bigger I, I, maps and i think it was a perception that was very common like four maybe five years ago it was kind of the big 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 kind of it was like Ubisoft. You watch any of the Ubisoft like trailers from like what would you say like four years ago, five years ago, something like that, and everything they stated was just bigger, better, badder, and you're just like I, I don't care. <laughs> it's just what a cool concept. I think a cool game. The the weird thing about that was that it was at a time when the Xbox One was coming out because this yeah. is when I remember it all coming out and the lack of loading screens and oh, having my... these huge maps. 
like they were the two big things and i think they kind of went hand in hand it was like mm. we've done all this look at everything we've done here and it's got no loading screens and it was like cool. it, it was like it was kind of this weird thing of the games could do more so they were doing it and then basically going oh this hard hardware is allowing us to do it but we're making the better game because this hardware is like do you get what i mean it was just this really weird like yeah thing. but but then it was just like, look at how bigger we've made it. And it's like, well, yeah. is, is there anything for me to do in this big world? Yeah, and no. then I think when that kind of like lack of loading screens kind of died out the hype over that, everyone was like, my map's eight times bigger than this one. And yeah. I remember, I think Skyrim did it? Was it Skyrim? Skyrim did it? I, don't, I really I, can't remember. I think that so. Would have been, that would have been like 11 years ago. Yeah. I think For it's sure. Skyrim. I mean, I have a memory of having getting like an actual physical map of Skyrim at some point. Yes. I got in the corner, it's so cool. Um, and it, if, even if they didn't compare it to other games, they definitely compared it to like previous Elder Scrolls entries like Oblivion and stuff and saying it's bigger. Yeah, you know, bigger, better, badder. That, that, yeah. that sort of thing. I mean... I think. Sorry, go on. I I was gonna answer the it, question. No, no. I, I mean, yeah, come in, But I was gonna say that that's not even unique to open world games either at this point, is it? Because even if like everything, it's just like there seems to be almost that like if you if if a game takes like only a couple of hours to complete, it's almost like well, this this is quite a small. Game. We'll just whisper it, and it's just like quite a little a little game. But it's like no. It, It'll be at least ten hours, twenty hours. Yeah, I, I think that I think it's it's it feels like it's coming back a little. And I don't know if it yeah. is the dying light two thing. I think they like again. I think they just misjudged the information they were putting out. But like, I don't know. It just I don't I don't think time necessarily equates a good game. Like my my biggest example of it is Edith Finch. Is only like an hour, maybe two hour, maybe even three hour at max game, but it's probably one of my favorite games I have ever played. Yeah. It's not the top, but it is one of th the best games. I, I love it, and I adore I've played through it a good six, seven times, and I went into a bit of a deep dive on the uh, the look, <laughs> a bit of a yeah. deep dive, but yeah. like, I, I, I don't think bigger equals better. That's no, I, I really I, don't. I, I'm going to say it's a flat out no for me. Like, yeah. it's like you mentioned, like Edith Finch. Like, the thing is, is we're in a world now where it's not just 70 quid for a game. You can pick up games for 20 quid that yeah. are like four or five quid. Like, mm -hmm. and I think everyone has this. I think it comes more from a casual sort of thing for game, like from a casual scene. So, yeah. like, when they start, sort of say 70 quid for a game, right? I get like you want a bigger experience from that. You want a better experience, but that doesn't necessarily. Ne necessarily <laughs> i can't speak i'm breaking i'm breaking um necessarily like equate to time in a game or like map size like mm. if that 70 that 70 quid could mean like a smaller game in terms of map or like time it could mean a 10 hour game but it could mean that you know this it's a better script it's a better there's a better music score you know there's all these different things that can make a game better well, just... if, you, if you're talking like a triple a game budget you know that's not they're not paying like i don't know how many millions of dollars or whatever they, their budgets are but they're not paying millions of dollars for the map size i think they're paying that for like the graphical rendering the um you know 
motion capture, voice acting, script writing, and all the sort of technological innovations and all these sorts of things that, like the the lower end of indie games, which could be just as fun to play, won't yeah. necessarily have because they might be like you know made to look like an old two D platformer type thing, like a certain graphical style. So there's, if, I think people kind of forget. And it's it's understandable why because if if you pay seventy quid for something and it gives you two hours of it, like if you paid seventy quid for a two hour movie, that would be like genuinely like why have I done this? What what yeah. what thing? But um, it's like the money is to recoup the costs of the budget, which is obviously doesn't go on the size of the map. It goes on all these different technical and things which cost money. So that that's where that actually goes towards i suppose but does does the size of the map mean that you have to pay more for everything else that's you know what i mean as well i suppose so because you'd have to fill that yeah. map. you know yeah you it depends like... what you fill it with i guess like if if it's all just yeah. filled with um you know i think in indirectly, copy and paste side missions yeah. and... indirectly the money kind of goes into the side but not like it's not like i'm gonna pay 100 quid for this massive map and then i think I'm it's gonna pay... the, the... More detail, the better. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Oh God, sorry. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. More, the more detail and focus they put on making something memorable is better. Yeah. And better subject. The word better is subjective as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it depends what you're looking for. Like you said, like with multiplayer games, you're going to be looking for that game that can, you know, keep you on keep your toes. That's constantly changing to like keep you engaged, and mm. you know, with all the updates and stuff. Whereas you could play like. I don't know, like like an Edith Finch, which could keep you engaged for two hours, but that experience has like captured Last, you and it's it's, yeah. it's lasted you forever. And you here's know, a, here's a question then, because you brought up like um, FPSs and and shooters and stuff like that, keeping you well, FPSs are shooters. Anyway, keeping you like engaged because they constantly change. Like Apex do like all their story things, which blow up parts of the maps, and then there's new places to fight in and then there's a new map that comes out because the story's gone there and stuff like that. Do you think that would work in a like uh, open world game? That kind of thing, like an evolving map in an open world game. Is that not just DLC? Because okay, you, right. you, you do. <laughs> and I'll see you all later. It's been a great <laughs> podcast. Lois completely shut me down. Yeah, no, in in all seriousness, though, you you do have a lot of that with. Like with Valhalla, they they had like events like Yule when Christmas rolled around, and they only had like everything became snow covered, and they, and then they open up different parts. Like when they brought in the the go to Dublin for the island DLC, or go to Paris for the other one, and and, and all this sorts of stuff. But um, it's it, I suppose it's not done as much in terms of like actually changing the landscape. Of the existing maps is, is that the sort of stuff that I, I i don't know apex but is that the yeah, sort yeah. of stuff that... the, land, the landscape changes like um I, I i couldn't even give you one off the top of my head like the the new map um i don't even know if that's because i've come back to it at a weird point so i don't know what to, so for example in olympus which was season seven maybe six season seven map um I think into season eight, there was like a big event where Pathfinder, the, the robot character, had a, a boxing match. 
and he wanted a boxing arena, so they put a boxing arena in the map, <laughs> yeah. and it, it just becomes a focal point. Everyone wants to land there because they yeah. want to see what's going on, and then that stays there, and then you just have all these memories, and it still is a good place to land. It's still a good place to fight for, and then I don't know, a big explosion will happen in one part of the map and then buildings will be all different places and there's different ways to fight there and then like these things happening means you want to land there meaning more people are going to go there meaning more fights are going to happen and more memories are made in these locations which will eventually probably just change over time Fortnite do it impeccably Fortnite's yeah. map changing is phenomenal like the way that they do things is just incredible I'll never not speak like. It's praise like the um, it, this is a while ago now, but they did like a black hole thing. Yeah, where they put like that. a shard in the in the sky, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen from this?" And like, and it just caused all this fight. And then people were going back to the game, and it, it is just a way of keeping people engaged. We're basically yeah, okay, the same game, but it's like there's another bit of con, like there's another bit of content engaging those players to come back and play and keeping them rather than just going, "Ah, oh, okay, well, we're just playing the same seven maps now." that haven't changed and which is kind of why like call of duty have to release a new game like every other year or something yeah yeah i think i think yeah i think that's probably one of those things as well where i mean talking about bigger maps and all this sort of stuff it probably well no it's not even probably it does it would work it works better in an mmo so you like if you know Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, then that's going to be a single player experience with an open world and it's going to have all these problems that we talked yeah. about of you know, you've got, I don't know, a hundred hours of, I'm, I'm going to use the Dying Light 2 thing for lack of any other figures, but say you've got a hundred hours of missions and side quests and then you've got another 400 hours of wandering around, picking up random things to get all the trophies um, and that can't really, because it's a single player whereas like with an MMO because the story is told kind of beyond a single player yeah. and it, it, that, that allows for more changes so I think I guess that's probably guess the it, limitation of any kind of single player open world stuff is that unless you rein that in and then there's a balance between everywhere being too empty and everywhere being too full and too packed with just identikit copy paste stuff mm. yeah I guess maybe if those big maps evolved as you were playing them because you don't really see that too much they say your whole choices have consequences which they don't let's be fair but it'd be cool to see a bit more like, oh, I've gone here, I've done this part of the story, and it's completely wiped out this part of the map because everything's just exploded and gone. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But I, like, I, I, one yeah. one like franchise that is the perfect example of this is probably the Fallout ones. You look at like Fallout Four, and it was just this like, and they were big enough to be this big massive map, and it was just it felt so empty because like the choices didn't have that last because there was just so little outside of the few big cities like the choices that you made had just so little impact to the map and like how you played after the main story whereas like even if you went like and then if you went back to like fallout 3 like it they released the broken seal dlc and you could see the impact of the uh thing so if you play that um if you played fallout 3 you get two choices at the end which is basically release a mutagen into the sea into the the water supply or destroy it and if you go into the broken dlc there is going to be spoilers here sorry um for broken steel if you haven't played it but um yeah it's like you see all the mutated creatures die like where they're drinking the water supply 
like that it's that like that that really makes an impact on the on the game because you're finding less creatures to fight and kill and stuff and um yeah but then if you go back even further to the original fallout was it was it was the gameplay was very much based on your personality choices at the beginning of the game so if you were like a very aggressive person you would unlock new like dialogues and stuff and you'd get a very different experience from saying if you were like a scientist or like do you know what i mean so there's there's lots of different I need. I want to do more for time traveling with Lloyd. <laughs> I tease everyone, <laughs> but um, no, it's like it's those like there's different ways of like making lastful impact, like replayability in a way. And yeah, I I think we're, what we're getting at is there are better ways to impact people playing your game than saying your map's big. And you there's know? lots. Of, we takes lots of time. Yeah, you yeah. Can, you can you can do more with your map to bring people in and enjoy it then wow if you walk from one side to the other it'd take you the same time as walking from antarctica to to, to what's far from antarctica um to the arctic the, other, arctic. the arctic yeah <laughs> i was trying to think of what the other side was called i was like oh it's, yeah like, you know, like yeah there's a lot better ways to keep people engaged and keep people wanting to play your game than just my map's massive like no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Sorry. Well, I mean, that's probably like because how how long does a match match in Apex last? Roughly, a single match. You talk for me like... three minutes. Um, for a regular person, I I guess like fifteen to twenty minutes. I don't actually know how long. Uh, I'm gonna say because I've won a few games in Apex, so then you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's about 20, 20 to three. I win like three. Yeah, there you go. That there, there's like what half an hour for a single single match, say. And then, yeah. but but because of the variety of it, you get however many. Like, say you played. I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to estimate how many hours you've put into it? I could tell you on my Steam edition. Um, I'm pretty sure it's about 400 hours. And then on Xbox, I'm pretty sure I got about... Yeah, I got about 350 hours. And then on Xbox, I'm pretty sure I got a good 100, maybe 200 hours. Yeah, something so that, that's still lines. over 500 hours just from something which, you know, ostensibly lasts 30 minutes. Likewise, I think at last count, I was like 200 hours in Resident Evil 2. And I've got it down to the point where I can play a single scenario in two hours. Like, and, and I've been doing that for a while, but that's because playing it over and over again and getting the sort of thing to point, the point where you know where everything is in the map and doing all these different things to unlock stuff. It, it doesn't need to be like a long... I think that's probably the, the thing, is, isn't it? Is, I don't know whether this is a thing we look for when we get all, or whether it's just a general realization but um it's how much time you put into it isn't based on how much time it takes to complete it it's more yeah. how much you know does it keep right. pulling you back for that time does it yeah give you it's... that replay value i think replay value is massive and i think open world games don't tend to have that so maybe that's why they try to get the mass amount of time because, I mean, the I, only open-world game I think I've replayed is probably Skyrim. Maybe one or two others, but, like, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But, but again, that goes back to my Fallout 
point like earlier on is the fact is now the these open world games have moved away from the personality system uh, so okay. you don't get that different experience every time you play and they they, they they say choices but like again does it impact that gameplay enough for you to go back and revisit it do you know what i mean yeah you, the, yeah. the only, the only time the only thing i can think of um is the middle earth ones with the nemesis system like if you've got something like that then you've automatically got you know different rivals different enemies because they're procedurally generated and all the different ones um but yet most things like that you'd make different choices you you end up in the same place doesn't matter yeah. what dialogue choices you're taking like the main consequence might be like you've got one less ally in the final fight or whatever else yeah but, no i mean it's just i don't know i i there's there's like i think the point of there's just so many better ways to sell your game than it's massive it's just you know it, yeah. it gets it gets a bit boring, you know and then yeah if 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 that size is filled with um let's talk about crafting inside missions because they 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 the devs seem to i think they're probably my least favorite aspects of most <laughs> most games these days um like the i mean even in really really good games like the some of the side missions like i i loved spider-man but oh my god i hated myself for doing all those missions of chasing pigeons oh can i um, can i can i chime in <laughs> like spider-man was honestly a great game i i really enjoyed it but holy you don't need that many collectibles and you don't need to go hey spider-man you don't need to continue with the story now why don't you go collect our collectibles until we tell you you can play the story that was so annoying oh it literally forces you it literally forces you it's oh, literally wow. like oh You've got some time to kill. Why not go do things? And it's like, no, I, I want to play your story. I don't care about your open world other than swinging through it. I don't want to collect backpacks with pizza receipts in them. And, like, that's not interesting yeah. to me. Sorry, that, <laughs> that that game really annoyed me for that. Really annoyed me. And it's yeah. why I don't want to play Miles Morales. Like, I, I've been so excited yeah. to play Miles Morales. And now that I've played Spider-Man, I just have no interest in i mean i, I will say that that was one of the things that i mean it's it's still got that same thing like where the the, the action takes a break but it like the, there's far less collectibles it does seem to have evened it out in my in my opinion but um but yeah this is a that whole thing is just like it's just space filling up space for the sake of filling up space and yeah. then um the amount of games where there's a side mission and someone like you know like you know you walk past someone in the street and they go like stranger this is really urgent and or they're like lion wounded or whatever it is and you come back to them after like another 400 hours of gameplay and they're still there in the exact same position have moved it's like this think, this feels think... immersive I, i'm definitely gonna i'm gonna help you now that you've you've been standing there for 400 hours with on one leg <laughs> or the, whatever the it is three deals with side quests really really well i think the witcher 3 is probably one of the best games i've played for side quests like there's like missions you can do at the beginning where like i don't know there's like you know you've got to help two brothers or something and if you don't and you come back one of them's dead 
and you can't do yeah. vanishing anymore. There's, there's things like that in there, and it's just so well done. There was never a side quest in there where I was like, oh, I just don't want to do this. It was like, ooh, I'm quite interested to see where this is going. Yeah. Um, Oblivion had a really interesting side quest, um, and it's just hurt my memory so you run past this farm and it's getting attacked by goblins and you get interrupted on the road by a uh by a uh by the, by the person running the farm i don't know if you actually did this one but if you complete that i think it was i'm pretty sure it was oblivion it, it was one of them but um and basically you can watch the farm as you walk past it the farm grows over time so it like oh. rebuilds and stuff and like that was a really good way of being like you know you actually changing people's lives yeah. yeah and like i i felt that was a really good way but like yeah the witcher which yeah. is a great example of really good yeah. side quests and stuff the, the witcher the witcher does things incredible i mean it was our game of the decade wasn't it? i'm pretty sure it was wasn't it yeah i, yeah. I still yeah we need to check that because i keep asking you and you're like yeah. i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure it, sure it was yeah <laughs> i need then... to get get into that again yeah, The Witcher 3 was fantastic. Like, honestly, I I played it at first, did about 10 hours, come out of it, and then I was like, right, I'm going to play this, and by, like, five mm. hours in a play in that place, I was... I was, <laughs> was yeah. going to be I, I, It's one of those games that I, like, stop playing and I don't play for, like, a year, and I forget where or everything yeah. that's happened. Maybe I just need to keep, like, a journal, my Witcher journal, and just be like... <laughs> Return Last to Last time I played, <laughs> I did this. Yeah. I'm just going like to release Alan... a short video on YouTube every time. Just be like it. Alan Wake style, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. we found this, and then I did, <laughs> and then this, and now I'm here. It's like, oh, thanks, game. Yeah. Amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll write a Witcher book, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do it free of charge. <laughs> but no, I like side quests and quests are like uh, quite crucial to how good. A game is and why a map is so big and i think one of the ones that really irritated me recently was new world um and it's not just side quests it was main quests as well there was literally two types of quests maybe three i suppose but two main types of quests in that game which was go here collect eight of this item oh come yeah back. or go here kill eight of this thing and come back and that was it that was that was quite literally it other than like the dungeons, which were, you know, bosses and stuff, and there was all the mechanics. But that was literally it. That was literally all you did in that game was that and collect minerals or, or you know, collect, like, not collectibles, but, like, resources and stuff. But, yeah, that was that was irritating. Holy, there was nothing memorable about anything of that game. Nothing. And, and yet, how many hours did you put into that one? <laughs> oh, I put a good, like, I know it's my Steam library says eighty hours, but I'm pretty sure at least thirty of that was waiting in queues. So I'd say a good fifty hours. Brian, it was just it was the social aspect of that that, that drew me in. But um, yeah, quests quests are a, a very difficult thing to do if you don't copy and paste them. I don't know. Me looking into the thing is me looking at developers. <laughs> Amazon, come here. Yeah. <laughs> first game <laughs> your first game was game. copy and pasted i couldn't even tell you anything well, about what well obviously game. jeff jeff bezos decided that like you know someone like him needs the stimulus of being able to go into space and have a whole new adventure but the plebs can just do the same mission over and over again and you'll be fine you'll still buy it you'll still give him money it's, but it's that all is good mmos you know <laughs> mmos are very repetitive so yeah, yeah, again, but again, good ways it, of doing it. Yeah, it is good ways of doing it. You know, interesting I think, lore. I think 
yeah, I think Monster Hunter does it really well because Monster Hunter is a very repetitive game because you go hunt the same thing constantly, but the hunts just turn on their head so quick. Like I think from worlds to rise now, the game is is I think in its most almost perfect point because you'll be fighting something, you'll go out to hunt something. Next thing you know. Beazle guys comes flying in from the sky, blows everything up, and you're like, oh, this this simple hunt that I was doing has gone completely south. Yeah. I need to back up and figure out what I'm going to do. What Monster Hunter do well is because obviously you've got the Gav Hunter quests, I think, where they refresh every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they do them and they bring in new monsters to kind of counteract each other and, and stuff, yeah. which is quite cool. So it always keeps you on your toes because, like, okay, you know what each one but like like there's going to be one that's like weak to ice and the other that's weak to like fire so you're never going to have and it's just so you're you never going to have the, the fire and ice dual blades and you hit both oh is it fire and black no ice and black oh no wait what is it oh that's gonna bug me those blades <laughs> i love them but yeah sorry <laughs> so you you put matched up the two perfect ones for me to use those dual blades and i can't remember the actual typing so it might be wrong Okay, thunder and water, because they'll never work. <laughs> That's a uh, recipe for disaster. That is a huge recipe for disaster. What, what, what about you, Phil? What, have you Because you play a lot of, like... Oh, wait, no, you played a lot of open-world games recently, haven't you, really? Yeah, I mean, and I think probably with mixed results, because, like, um, when I play Pray for the Gods, it's open-world, but I, I think, as I said in the review of it, it really doesn't need to be or the open world doesn't need to be quite as expensive apparently there's a lot in it um from what other people said that you can explore and stuff but i really didn't find the exploration appealing at all like i wanted to go and find the big the gods and climb them and battle them mm -hmm. and that was it like the the rest of it kind of felt like it was getting in the way of that so i think it probably from my perspective at least it could have benefited from being a more linear game um yeah Whereas on the other hand, like I say, I, I sunk an awful lot of hours into Valhalla, um, which I think was great. And I think the fact that they've, you know, even the, the latest expansion, which is due to come out, which is a, which is based in um, Asgard, is, is like almost a game in and of itself, which is fantastic. But they just need to like remove all the like the things that are related to finding random, like, there's a, achievements for like finding all the gold in all the different areas, and there's so bloody much of it. And it's like, no, just just leave that well alone. Uh, just depopulate your map of all this crap. Yeah. Stick to like the actual the actual missions and stuff are generally quite good. Even they had like quite dynamic ones, like world events and stuff, and they pop in new ones. Like you just come across people and they'd be arguing over something, and some of them were quite funny as well. All of this sort of like extra world building in there was fantastic but then all the like collectible stuff was just tedious so i think that was probably the, the balance is like lean more into the missions and less into the collectibles one of my one of my pet hates that stop me like uh 100 in games is it well 100 in achievements or trophies is uh collectible based achievements just as soon as I see that in a game, I just instantly I'm not doing that. That's just not happening. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing it. Like it's one of the most boring things in video games, and I'm just not gonna bother. You know, I'm just it's not good not good enough for me to put my time into. Like uh, and I say that 
across the thing from Lloyds, who quite literally uh, printed One. off maps for, for Assassin's Creed back three, in the day. Three games, right? Thousands of games called like three games, mate. <laughs> still, there's still a lot. Do you know how big those games are? What Assassin's Creed One? <laughs> nah. <laughs> See it's eight times smaller than syndicates they keep telling us so. <laughs> uh i i i mean i kind of probably fall in the middle with collectibles because there's some where i mean and, and i have done it even ones where i've found tedious i've done them for the hundred percent but like i think there's some where i'm just never going to do it because it's just like what all these little dots like hundreds of dots across the map no nah, i'm not going to touch that but um on the other hand, if it's something which feels kind of relevant to the story or a bit of fun and stuff like that, then um, that's something where I, I will kind of do it. Like in Last of Us, there's um, because Ellie's into comics when you play, like going through, like Joel will find comics every now and again, which are part of this series that she collects. So you just like, collect that sort of stuff. So, like, a little bit of fun. Plus, it's not open world, so you don't have to go searching all over the place. You just have to make sure when you reach point X go into this room and grab this thing I think that doesn't feel quite as arduous as within this 25 mile area there might be this tiny thing if you look really closely yes yeah, it, collectibles are, I think collectibles and there was something else that was on my own but collectibles are my pet peeves in games I, I, I hate collectibles with a passion and especially when they're tied to like in-game upgrades spider-man oh. oh my they're so annoying just use xp just use xp just let me do the fighting and stuff that is fun in the game to do my upgrades not go find 83 backpacks and we'll give you a different type of web slinger no 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 just let me fight things and do what the game is good at then yeah, sorry, I did a massive pet peeve of mine. I hate it so much. See, I I feel See, like with Duncan on Spider Man, which I must like just say in its defense, it is a fantastic game. Oh, but, it's a fa- it is a fantastic game. Um, so it is a but really like in terms game. of like the thing that annoyed me about it, about it, um, and again, this also feels like something that Miles Morales kind of corrected, but. I wasn't so much annoyed by the collectibles. I was annoyed by some of the missions, like side missions, because there was, um, I don't know if you did any of the ones, um, I don't even remember her name, the woman who, who's like, trying to like put videos like on the internet to go viral and she sets you all them challenges and you have to like jump through all these weird hoops and like you have to fight a certain number of bad guys in a certain amount of time or do like certain things. I can't um, remember that. The, I could not remember that. Uh, is that Miles or is that Spider Man? In Spider Man, um, oh, I just got so mind numbed by how bad the side quests and stuff were that I just forgot about it all. Yeah, no, the the um, right. <laughs> should have had a coffee. <laughs> I should, I should, I should have looked this up before, but yeah, there's the there's some like that that were just absolutely tedious. They just like always oh, like these impossible challenges, and then to get the trophy or whatever, you have to get a certain rank and do it in a certain time because like oh. the time trials. And yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what what's the Taskmaster? Taskmaster thinks I actually thought they were good. 
some of them. Yeah. Oh no, no not the Taskmaster ones. I mean, they were difficult, but they were right. They, there was there was another set of them. Like I say, it was it was a female bad guy who I can't remember the name of. Completely escaped me, but had a really sort of annoying voice as well. Like sort of sounded like a rip off Harley Quinn type thing, and just really loud and screechy. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that was that, it. DLC. Yeah, it it might it might have got worse than the DLC. I think it probably did, to be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, that sort of stuff was just like, oh my Christ! I don't want to have to like play this over and over again to get an A rank to get the trophy. But I'm gonna have to because I've committed myself to doing this now. <laughs> Any anything that requires me to put that much time into finding or doing things over and over, I'm just. Oh, it's... Just can't be bothered. Like, cool. I get an achievement for it. Woo! It just it doesn't interest me. Like, yeah. I mean, at at this again, I think I've got the time and inclinations to do this because of things like, you know, working from home and spending so much time at home. I think if if I was still commuting every day like I was two years ago, then I just no, I'd be. This would just be the most exhausting prospect, and I'd just be like, "No, I'm not going anywhere near that as a game. I'm not. I'm not doing yeah. it. You can't make me." Just to kind of pull that back to the the whole thing of like how we approach things differently as an adult. Yeah, like that... gamer scores just kind of off my like achievements and stuff. It's just off my radar now as well. It's gone now. Yeah. yeah. I'm not interested. Do you, do you think that's because you've gone over to um, PC now, where it's not really that much of an issue? I, I, I think I stopped uh, towards the end of my Xbox living. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of just couldn't be asked, and I, I never, I never, like, I did as a, like when I was like a teenager. Like I'd always try and a thousand games got because used to bug me, especially when they started releasing like the ones and the twos. Oh no, let's not go into that. Was it FIFA that did that? FIFA did it. There's a one yeah. achievement when you scored like a goal or something. Do you know what? EA, oh. you've done some shady things. You, that's one of the that's worst. That's one of the worst, worst things you've ever done. I, I like, would oh. look at myself in disgust that there wasn't a zero or a five at the end of my oh, game. I know. Oh my <laughs> lord. PlayStation fans, you don't know how easy you've got it. That oh. that was just Horrendous. Yeah, when I remember. you saw an achievement pop up and it was like 22 gamer scores, just like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> just stick to 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah. Oh, we, do 50. We, we, I don't care. <laughs> we don't, we don't, have, uh, we just, we just have percent, we just have the percent and the, the platinum trophy. So that's like, you do do a thing and you get a trophy, or you don't do a thing and you don't get it. That's oh, you it. Don't know how, you don't know how easy you've it's got it. It's the equivalent of a, pe- <laughs> a, of a sibling or a parent ch- changing the volume to, like, an odd number. Yeah. Oh, when you, like, clone it up and it's, like, just something like 12 or 13. Just... I'm, oh. angry. I'm angry thinking about it. Just, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I can't. I can't keep talking about this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, I just don't care about gamer score. Like, I... I it was just kind of like because everything did become collectibles as well and it was always like and then especially when like they started releasing like if it wasn't if it was a single player game but had a multiplayer aspect and they started like and the multiplayer game part just wasn't that great 
like Assassin's Creed tried it, another one. Um, it just I think, I think Assassin's Creed had a good idea, but just didn't didn't it, they didn't care about it. Yeah, they didn't. and like I think Unity was one of the best online things. That was fun. That was, that was so good. Really, fun. the co-op was amazing. They should have kept yeah. up with that. If if something's got multiplayer trophies though, and they're part of the main trophy set, and they're not separate, then you can guarantee you're never going to get um, the platinum or hundred percent. It's just like, well, I have to, to to do this. I have to do all these multiplayer things, which involve being really good to get against human players. Nah. Not not <laughs> all that though, but it it kind of puts the game on a timer as well. Yeah, oh, yeah the, there's, there's so many then. games now with like like PS3 games with platinum trophies that are unachievable because the multiplayer is dead. dead. Yeah. Like, did you see um, there was a bunch of Halo 3 players that banded together to get a final achievement or something on Halo 3 before they closed the servers down the other day and they spent hours on there. Yeah, Lloyd, Halo 3 servers are shut down now, mate. They're gone. I saw a little bit of shock in your eyes then, a little bit of heartbreak. <laughs> It's done, to, bro. To your roller just down let, it, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Not. It's over. It's just like Dom. We don't, <laughs> don't bring Dom up. We don't bring Dom up. Uh, next podcast, or <laughs> podcast in the future, we're talking about gaming's most upsetting moments. Yes. <laughs> and Gears of War, don't speak to me ever. Wow. Why do that to me? Oh. <laughs> I'm so mad this episode. You All you've done is anger me. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to make a quick note of that now. G- gaming's most upsetting moments. We will definitely come back to that because uh, I think that's we can just you can just spend the whole whole episode in tears. Uh, <laughs> like I want to upset Lloyd Halo Four. I didn't think you'd be this tall. Yeah, yeah, cry. I'm going to start crying now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not emotional. Don't, don't cry guys it's fine it's i hope fine. someone doesn't tune into the podcast at this moment me just screaming at lloyd to cry <laughs> <laughs> this is where context is important he's made me upset okay <laughs> he's angry um so yeah that <laughs> do we uh, I, I, it's difficult to come to like any kind of inclusion or lesson from all that because it, it kind of went all over the place but any do games final... have to be bigger to be better? No, they no, do not. They don't. There we go. That, they don't. A... Just, just fill your game with good side quests, no collectibles, and we'll all be happy. Just no collectibles. Story, just, throw them away. just throw them away. We don't need collectibles. We don't. They're done. Over. They're so that... 2012. Get rid is of them. The... Is, that, is that your final thoughts on the matter? Yeah, that's my <laughs> final thoughts on the matter. I didn't realise collectibles would be the thing that would upset me so much today. <laughs> but it has. <laughs> Yeah, but I, th- I think that's probably the big the takeaway is like it's harder and harder to invest time into games. The older, like the more, not even the older, the the more responsibilities you have, the less time you have. It's harder. So if we want, if we're gonna do that, we need to feel like it's worth it, and that doesn't mean that it's long. It just means that we get that time out there. That might be replay value for a game that you can complete in three hours, but you play it for five hundred. Or whatever, but I think that that's that's more important than I, just giving I, us. It, it's it's you know we we bought a game for to be entertained. We're not like supermarket workers where when it's quiet to go right, go and wipe down the sides. You don't need to give us busy work, developers. 
Give us true. entertainment. So true. <laughs> I think I think games do need to be good from the offset, though, and I think that might be an unpopular opinion because it's like, well, you would never experience this game if it would. But it's like now, I, I do need the game to grab me almost straight away. Otherwise, I'm just not going to play it. I'm I'm not. It, it doesn't it really doesn't matter if it is like the best game ever made if, if it doesn't grab me i just no i think i think I that's can't. fair but the, there's di- again there's different ways things can grab you it doesn't have to it can, it can grab you because it's instantly exciting and actiony or it can grab you because it's got a good story yeah yeah there's, yeah, there's plenty of ways to do that i i don't i don't think I, any anything should not grab you within the first am i saying that right should not grab you in the first hour it should grab you. In the... Everything should grab you. Yeah, it should really be. Yeah, something yeah, should do something. There should be grabbing. Is, is, is the takeaway basically <laughs> grab people? Wait, <laughs> not grab people. Not not uh, not just, out just in public on the streets. Do not just... stand for grabbing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back to the beam. <laughs> oh. cool. We can't contain. So yeah, I have to make money for that. <laughs> the socials. <laughs> Yeah, we I mean we covered a lot of ground there, but I think um before we go into the news next, just just for anyone listening, um particularly if you're watching on YouTube, then feel free to pop in the comments what you're thinking on these subjects, what games kind of grab you, um and what your opinion on all this is, let us know. And if you're not watching us on YouTube, then I don't know, write us a letter or something. I don't know how to DMS. <laughs> Social media, <laughs> yeah, socials. Do it. Yeah, yes. let, let us know. I am. Um... Leave us a comment. Talk right to we, us. Are we going into the news? We are going into the news. Yeah, uh... the news. 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 It's the news. Oh, it's the news. There's been some news. There's gaming news, and news the news. I just, I just wanted to see how long you go on for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I want. I wanted to see how long you'd go on for if I didn't stop you. There, so that was uh, quite interesting. So, thank you for that. That wonderful jingle. Uh, anyone wants Anytime. to remix that with yeah, sound distortion and whatever, feel free. Um, that beat over the top of it. So let's start with Xbox boss Phil Spencer. Not oh, to be no. confused with um, murderous music mogul Phil Spencer calling for a cross-platform ban program. Yeah, that's good. Very good. I'm confused uh, on who the other Phil Spencer is first. Like, yeah, that, let's, really let's get that out of the way first. Yeah, oh, we right, both literally at the same time went who? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there's a guy, Phil Spencer, um, if you look him up, he's got like absolutely wild hair, looks a complete mess. Um, he, I don't know whether he got jailed for shooting someone or whether he went on trial for shooting someone at one point. But the the two things he's famous for is basically being a complete maniac and also the wall of sound pop thing that from like the sixties onwards. Um, quite a quite a big name in music production and stuff. That, that's. <laughs> Never, um, no. The only Phil Spencer I know is 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 a is a, yeah, a lad and a half, and he good yeah, old and, Phil. And, and and to the Xbox Phil Spencer, that wasn't a slight on you. That was just immediately. I just thought I know two people with that name. <laughs> that, that was all it was. <laughs> I think I think 
this is a good thing because cheating on so what i'm assuming he's on about is like if you cheat on xbox you should be banned on everything because you're breaking you, essentially you're breaking tos's on a game which goes over different platforms so you're breaking that game's tos's so you should be banned from playing that game which is i think fair i think that yeah. it'd be a good thing is it is it specifically about the cheating or is it about any I think sort of area where you can get banned I think it's any area. I think I like, it's any area. Call of Duty already do it. If yeah, I'm Call, correct. Yeah, with Warzone they do it, don't they? They have yeah. banned. I don't. I don't know if Halo do it. The, well, I'm saying that they're just Xbox, but um, and PC. But, I'd imagine. Um, I'd imagine. Imagine so, they yeah. tell. Yeah. Um, the I is he is he solely on about like just in game, like in game cross platform, um, or does he mean on a wider scale as well? It's, I think it's, he just means on oh, networks. On, yeah, so if someone you, gets banned on PlayStation, they should get banned on Xbox as well. In this, in that, that game, I, I think I think that's what. I'm not sure if he's talking about game. He just says networks. Yeah, so I so, think it's, it's yeah calling us an industry to ban a person. Yeah, so the the, the full the full kind of quote is he said something I would love us to be able to do. Um, this is a hard one as an industry is when somebody gets banned in one of our networks. Is there a way for us to ban them across all the networks? Um, and uh, he also said that you'd like a system which allows players, if they've got a banned user list on one platform, so like, you know, if you block people, then it blocks them. You know, if you block oh, people on that's, yeah. one platform, block them on another, because that, that way, kind of, other. if you move and you like, if you've been facing, I don't know, harassment or trolling or whatever, you they're across the, the, what the only before. issue is the ease of making new accounts you know yeah. that's the only thing accounts are access although i think it's a very good thing like yeah. it's it's a good a good system because if i if i like odds are if i don't like lloyd on xbox i'm not gonna like him on playstation you know no, what I mean? no no if lloyd's being horrible to me on one platform he's not just going to be an, a, a saint on the other platform i don't know why i'm using you as an example here because you're a, a, a saint of a person lloyd i am <laughs> but you were just there. I saw, I saw, I saw your face, and I had to use you as an example. But yeah, I, I, I just because if Dale thing. had to choose one of us to ban, it be you, and I'd survive. <laughs> oh yeah, just so everyone knows, he did ban me from his YouTube chat yesterday. So you know, I did no, 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 I didn't, I didn't. Nightbot, you, you spammed all cops. Nightbot doesn't speak for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think this is a good bit of news. I think. Yeah, but again, it depends on why they're being banned. If it's yeah. something silly, do, do they need to be banned from playing that game everywhere? It, yeah, it depends the, the, on the harshness of the ban, I think. There'd probably I, have to be, just like, if if there's a multi-platform ban, there'd equally be, have to be a multi-platform appeal process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I mean, good news. I'm I'm confused. I'm I'm, I'm I'm like I'm just kind of like. It, it, does he mean across different games as well? Like that's if it's going. Would it be an email address that is banned rather than a? I'd imagine it probably target. Well, it may target the IP. I'm not sure how they do the bans yeah. now. I think they they target IPs now, don't they? They don't target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emails I think IP anyway, is the but... only way you can successfully ban. Yeah, because if you make email addresses, damn it doesn't and. 
accounts and whatever else. It's it's and people might I, have I, really similar usernames or gamer tags or whatever. I think that's that's down to the game. But yeah. I think his thing is is look if if PlayStation have a banned list of IPs we should have that too and we should be sending ours to theirs so those people can't be causing these issues on those other platforms too i think that's where he's going yeah, with cause, that because my, my my thing is is you're gonna have to bring in a new um punishment system for you know like levels different levels and stuff mm. for severity um like and like it's, it's definitely a good thing because like dickheads don't deserve to be online um and the less the better but like like my what like my question is say if someone's like that person on like call of duty for example is being saying nasty things on call of duty would they be banned from playing halo if that makes sense with that i i, I don't think that's what don't know. that's what's confusing me a bit because i think i think it's referred to the game Okay. I'd like to say because that's what I would but say. Yeah, you can already... you can be banned from using Xbox, right? You can be banned yeah, from yeah. using the Xbox thing. Yeah. So I suppose that would then be a wide. Yeah, that, that that that's what I'm, that's what I mean. So say if you're banned on Xbox from using Xbox Live, would you be banned from using the PSN network? Mm. PS network. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so... it would probably depend on. I mean, they'd have to develop the tech to bit or or whatever yeah. they need for these the, things yeah, to communicate the, the cross... first. And then they'd work out the rest of that, but yeah, because yeah. I I think a whole new like severity thing would have to come in. Yeah, it's so, it's a it's an interesting idea, and I think it should yeah. be looked at. But then they'd have to, like you said, figure out how. Work. Yeah, because it's it's um, quite difficult. Because I know I know players that like have been banned for like you know being toxic in games, and they just make another account. Crack on. I know. I know one of my mates that has like seven different accounts for when his other accounts get banned, so he can just jump on and continue yeah. playing. You know, I got. I remember my first Xbox uh, account got banned. Um, I, I can't remember. I, I didn't say anything too bad. I think I just got in an argument, and then, and and yeah, and it was like over something stupid. Like, and he just banned me. I didn't. I don't think I said anything bad. Was it Call of Duty load? Because you probably said some bad things. No. <laughs> oh, what is even worse? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, I've never been banned. How many mums did you sleep with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was, I was not even made a new account. <laughs> so. See that? That's maybe what he's getting at. Is the yeah? You know, it's so easy to get around these things, and maybe with it being cross-platform, they have to just look at IPs. They can't look at. Oh yeah, it hundred percent has to be IPs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting bit of news. Uh, yeah. the news. It'd be nice to see news. the gaming industry connected. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely. The, definitely. the other, the other thing that, because apparently this was all in an interview with the New York Times. So the other thing that um, Phil Spencer commented on was he, he didn't go into more specifics. He just in relation to Xbox's relationship with Activision. Um, oh yeah. So he said, the work we do specifically with the partner like Activision is obviously something that I'm not going to talk about publicly, but we have changed how we do certain things with them, and they're aware of that. Um, and then he went to go went on to say, I also, this isn't about us as Xbox virtue shaming other companies, because our history is not spotless. And he's mentioned like um, okay. a game developers conference party years ago where Microsoft hired women to dance on platforms, and he said this was a painful moment in the history of Xbox. 
So I mean, it's it's good it's to acknowledge and yeah, yeah taking taking accountability. Yeah. yeah. Good old Phil there. Yeah, good I old Phil. I, I do Wait, hope two Phils. Two Phils. We got a Phil. We got a Phil. Sorry, Phil. We've got a wild Phil. Um. Yeah. No. I, I hope more companies kind of take accountability like that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the way that you move on and and yeah. Change change the space. You know. Yeah, because yeah. I think that I can understand why they're cagey about it because obviously they've yeah. still got to box and the performance and shareholders don't list nonsense to worry about, but at least they're not just completely ignoring it. Yeah. 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 They're going to have a hard few years, I think, Activision. Oh, very yeah. Very hard yeah. few years. But, uh... Yeah. Kind of, kind of good, but kind of not for the, the you know so it's a weird one it's weird yeah. when it involves loads of people you know and it's all yeah the the majority suffer for the actions of a few unfortunately Ooh. philosophical there Lloyd <sighs> just been reading the meditations by Marcus Aurelius I'm out um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's, it's it's nice to see a, com- um, a head of a company just go, look, you know, we're not innocent here. You know, so yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think the, the kind of alongside that, we know that the workers who've been affected have been like taking strike action and stuff, so Help. my my thing I with this it. is always kind of if workers are complaining about something, be on their side and support them. Uh, and hope that the right thing happens in the end. Yeah. That's what yeah. That's what I touched with. Uh, onto a very different thing. We have two esports <laughs> stories. I know they're coming. Two esports stories. Let's go. Well, go first on, we have um <clears throat> Is it is it Sem or Chem or I'm I'm I do you know what I was hoping that you'd pronounce his name first, so I didn't Mess well, up. I, I, apolo- apology, apologies I if this is wrong. So, Chem Bollock Barsi, so he's, he's F1 esports, and then he says secured Formula 2 drive for 2022. So, he's, so he's actually from... racing IRL, yeah. he's gone from which is which is one to... hell of a jump. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I popped it in because I really think it's uh, cool news and it shows yeah. how like on par esports can actually be with real sports i know. think it, i suppose uh, this is a very uh different thing from like football different thing from football stuff but it shows that there's transferable skills between the real world stuff and you know yeah. i think f1 because it is very much you know you need to know when to turn reaction you know, time reaction and times stuff. and yeah. stuff yeah it's a very there's a lot of transferable skills whereas i don't like football or like rugby if you're playing those games digitally rugby games (laughs) no one because there hasn't been one for a while but i'm just naming i know i'm joking i'm welsh mate i have to say um (laughs) i I bloody hate rugby i do yeah i hate rugby (laughs) but no it's it's interesting it's it's nice because it you know it's going going from the virtual to the real and it, it brings a lot of legitimacy again to esports mm. which i don't think it needs but i still always like have this like yeah but they they still do amazing things you know what i mean so mm. it's nice really? to see some news of someone going from that to to the real thing 
Yeah, didn't um, a football manager actually saying at the time about football, he got he was on football manager the game and he got hired by a club. Oh. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Know that. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's 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 nice um to see especially like a game being simulated for for the actual thing mm. merging and and you know realizing that they can work together. I wonder if it means they'll look in to the esports scene more for potential drivers, you know? Yeah, yeah, possibly. It's cool. It's yeah. it, it's not not one that I have too much to say on, but it's it's something that I thought was interesting to talk about. So that's cool. The next that's one, however, <laughs> cool. So you've got you've got a lot to say over, um, kind of. Riot Games is investigating top esports team founder over bullying yeah. allegations. So this is so the Din or Reginald. Reginald, yeah, that's why everyone knows him. So it's TSM, or what are they called now? TSM F FTX? F FTX, or whatever the... They they changed their name because they signed with a crypto thing a while back, but they're like... I'm pretty sure they're one of the, the biggest esports team. I, I'm pretty sure they are the biggest and highest earning esports team. Don't quote me on that, I could be wrong. But their um, founder and I'm guessing is he CEO, yeah, he's CEO, yeah. Um, has been kind of outed for being quite toxic and quite bullying. And there's some quite damning videos of him being quite horrible. But I think it's interesting in that I've seen other people tweet, professionals tweet, like Clayster from, e uh, I was going to say Clayster from esports. But Clayster from uh, Call of Duty, the New York subline, has tweeted out that he remembers playing um, for one of the most famous esports. He didn't really out them, but um, he said that 60 seconds after a loss, he had a phone call that he had to pick up, and it was him being screamed at for 30 to 60 minutes from an investor. You know, so I think this story is going to blow up the esports team because esports. Playing esports games, they they are toxic, and there's no way, there's no two ways around. The esports games are very toxic. There's a huge level of toxicity in esports, and I think that stuff carrying over to the professional side is something that we're going to see getting outed very big, very uh, thing. But yeah, I, I've seen close to tweet about it. I think there might have been a couple of other tweets of other players saying they've had similar experiences. Um, but the close to stuff is. He didn't specify it was with him, but I don't think he'd have any overlap. But yeah, I think I think we we may see this a bit more with uh, owners and and uh, even players players oh, yeah, think... on the the out. And there's all this like, are they toxic or are they actually just amazingly you know thing? And like, yeah, someone can be amazingly gifted and amazing at the game, but they're still toxic and still horrible to work with. Mm. So, it, it's yeah, it, it's not nice to read about, no. and it's it's horrible that it's happening, you know. But, but the good thing is, this could have an impact in the general sort of space as yes. well, because mm -hmm. obviously people kind of see players speaking. Like I, I don't oh, know how yeah. bad it is, but um, yeah, like I, I know of some people you've mentioned a couple of times of people yeah. speaking quite bad to each other in games, like live and and stuff, and it's been. I think I think the other thing is as well is there's there's a a fine line between getting emotional and, and getting angry at someone and then being toxic, you know. 
Yeah, and yeah, I think definitely. Esports yeah. has the disadvantage slash advantage of everything being broadcasted through a mic, mm-hmm. whereas you could probably have hundreds of thousands of football players. Hundreds. Of thousands oh yeah, of yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Football players yeah. being exactly this way, but it'll never get called out because there's no hard evidence of it. Whereas in in esports, everything is recorded. Everything's you know, you mm-hmm. go live, you're going into games. I may go into a game against a professional on, say, Call of Duty, as an example. I may be recording. He may be speaking to me like absolute ass. And it's there. It's for the world to see. You know what I mean? Um, But it's a very competitive industry and people get very heated, very angry. And it's, I don't know, I think we're going to see a lot of this um, toxic gamer mentality running the scene being outed. And it's going to be a very good thing very good thing there's a lot of uh do do you think that this is a um another point is do you think like managing that anger is a good thing to teach young play younger players coming through yes yes 100 percent. teaching players how to manage rage you know the typical oh i smashed my keyboard it's funny sometimes to see but it needs to be addressed yeah you know Mm. But then there's the level of certain games, this trash talking is a selling point to the game and why you watch the esports. Like, you don't, you watch Call of Duty because they're amazing players, but you also watch Call of Duty because of the, the trash talk and the drama and the storylines. I, I think that's that, going off. There, is, there, is, a, there is a difference, though, difference. isn't there, between yeah. like, yeah, you sorry, know, I was going off on drama is kind of like, because you expect, like, from if you're watching boxing or whatever and like the, players like the players <laughs> fighters like squaring up to one another and like the you know, trash talk and all that stuff yeah, is one thing but it's um like, i mean there's kind of an overlap with two areas with with the gaming obviously on the one side because it's an industry and because it's like employees and workers who are being treated bad by it it's got the same yeah. overlap with the rest of the gaming industry and all that kind of boost yeah. it and then on the other side like um you've got this whole thing of it doesn't even have to be professionals but if you've got someone who like say live got a family they've got a wife and kids or whoever it is and when they're in that game in space if they don't do very well or they felt like it's constantly it sort of goes from just being a bit miffed at the game or being oh my god i'm giving up and sort of to like actual genuine sort of rage and abuse and scary abuse in particular like that that sort of thing doesn't just get directed at anonymous person on the other yeah. end of the thing that yeah. gets directed at people up. you live with and you know domestic abuse and stuff like that so there's connection it's not just like toxic it's like essentially violent and dangerous and yeah it, i think I that think absolutely does need to be rooted out lloyd's lloyd's point of teaching people to like you're gonna get angry but teaching people yeah. to manage that is is a very very good thing but like I think the whole thing with this uh, Reginald story, obviously it's alleged. You can't say that it's thing, but there's there's videos and stuff that don't look too good. But um, there's a difference between, I suppose, uh, another like someone you're playing against calling you trash, than your CEO calling you trash because you've just lost a game. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, because there's a power dynamic. Yeah. 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 Or even even your teammates, like but, this yeah. But this is the other, like this is the other thing. It's kind of knowing who you're speaking to as well yeah. in in the game. Like say if there's two people like that, I don't know. There's like brothers and they're on opposite teams. 
do you know what I mean? And they kind of, they obviously they can't speak to each other, but like, you know, something's said over the mic or something and it's kind of, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a big difference between that sort of relationship than yeah. like just saying. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just, I think this story is going to be important because I can see, as much as I, I love the esports world, I love it all, but I can see this being quite rife, this toxic mentality and this, like, I don't know, just belittling players if they've lost for you, I can see this being quite, and obviously within a few hours of it happening, you already have top esports players being like, oh yeah, I've experienced this. Yeah, yeah, this isn't too... To, uh, this isn't a normal I think is the word I was going for there I think it's, it's um, kind of thing. and it's good that Riot have kind of stepped and they're investigating it because obviously TSM are huge in, in League of Legends and uh, Valorant I'm pretty sure they're big in Valorant yeah they are big in Valorant so it's, it's, it's cool to see a game dev caring about it and going out for them I know Riot's not in the the good of books right now but this is a good thing that they're doing very good thing that they're doing yeah because even if it's damage control or whatever it, it still has a positive impact in terms yeah. of that and like um it, there's so many different ways i think that'll have an impact as you say it's gonna be i think just better if we can like some sort of genuine culture change around that stuff Every level. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, that, that's that's my important story of the week. I imagine it's just going to evolve over the week now. So when when did this? Uh, yesterday, maybe I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. So this is going to be um, something ongoing, I think. Mm. So. I mean, from that to, I suppose, a couple of lighter stories. Um, so, Take-Two, who are ultimately, like, they, you know, they, they own the guys who make Grand Theft, they own Rockstar, don't they, so, like, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. Um, but they're buying uh, Zynga, who make Farmville and Weird with Friends for yeah. 12 billion dollars yeah huge amounts of money for scary amount of money i mean but i think bombville the... takes me back to like 2008 or something like that i think yeah. like early days of facebook time. <laughs> i think um they're probably going to be looking into the mobile market the mobile market is huge and i don't think gets enough credit no. because of a lot of like the predatory tactics that are used in there and the whole whaling system and all that stuff but there are some fantastic games it's even the short space of time we've seen phones grow yeah yeah like, i mean there's there's esports played on mobiles now there's there's call yeah. of duty esports there's, xbox um, streaming as well yeah the xbox stream have you used that that stuff that's no. awesome it's so good like you no, sit there and play forza on your phone like it's nothing it's it's incredible yeah yeah, I've got a internet provided. So, uh, touch wood, I can uh, start doing it. Start giving it a go, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I think um, Take Two will just start looking into the mobile industry a bit more. I'm pretty sure they've got some of their games over there. Um, and I think I read somewhere in the article that they're on about bringing some of their like console games over. So, see some ports, you know? 
Maybe. Yeah. I mean, mo- mobile gaming is not an area I know. Of. I, I generally don't play mobile games at all. Um, but it, yeah. I know it's in terms of money making, it's it's absolutely. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to say, like, you, I'd like to see like the old school, like top down GTAs or something. Oh, but then, that'd be cool. That would be cool. But like, I, I think mobiles are at the point now where we could see probably yeah. like a I first mean, person GTA. Yeah. Easy. So. hundred percent. I agree with you. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with this. And for that amount of money, they must have some... Well, it's going to cost a lot of money to buy them anyway because they're making bank, but... Then again, they probably make that in a month off GTA 5, don't they? Let's be fair. I'm exaggerating, actually, obviously. (laughs) You mentioned predatory tactics. (laughs) I don't think... Is GTA that predatory? It's it's uh, it's the credit... Yeah, the shark cards, the credit card thing they they do. Well, I mean, they are, like, in terms of predatory tactics, didn't they... Try and sue the makers of It Takes Two because the name is similar and stuff. Did they? I'm sure I read something about that at some point in the past. Oh. Like they they got some sort of like A Two approach, like some sort of like whether it was finger wagging or whether it was a full on legal threat. I would assume um, that's more of a illegal. Uh, I don't know if that's, that's predatory. That's just. I mean, it's, it's half of the court because um, it was the same as um, why Pray for the Gods was called, was spelled P-R-A-E-Y because um, Bethesda threatened to sue them over you know, their entirely different game called Prey. Yeah, here we are from December. Um, it takes two. Um, hit by a trademark claim from Grand Theft Auto, Peter and Company, take two. Mm. Um, kind of comments, but hopefully it'll be resolved. I don't think I don't think there was any fear there. Yeah, I want to. Say, it's probably it's probably hard to take if too much further after after the yeah, one yeah. game of the year. <laughs> and it takes two as a year, isn't it as well? Yeah, yeah. So that I think that might have had something to. They'll have a battle over names, just yeah. EA fighting Take Two in the arena. EA starts launching. Games at them. <laughs> Take two starts dodging with different versions of GTA Five. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good fight. This one. Yeah. Here's some shark cards. Shurigans. <laughs> <laughs> Have a megalodon card. <laughs> EA, fall- EA falling under throws a bunch of loot boxes back. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, gamers. So, good times. Someone <laughs> animate that fight, please. I'd like to see that fight. Um, proper, proper anime style too. Like, I think I we just we just need to see whatever's happening on the inside of your brain. To be honest, with you. you don't you don't want to see that. It's, it's messed in here, man. Um, but yeah, the last the last kind of thing on it is the whole. Um, and this, I think, is just a blast from the past, but. Uh, there's going to be a series, not even just a video game, a series of video games about Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, <laughs> man. Damn. What a show. It'll love it. It'll be like, this guy's killed 18 people, 23, uh, so-and-so's blown up four things. Get him in the car. They're like, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> I love um, that. That was so good. <clears throat> So this is virtual interactive technologies who I can't 
the name doesn't ring a huge bell. I can't think of who they've, what else they've done. But yeah, um, pursuits of making video games based on his persona. Um, oh, I don't think I'm going to do. <laughs> just bounty hunt and just go out in a world that's eight times the size of GTA V <laughs> <laughs> and hunt people down. Oh, God. And just lots what, an, of... what an IP to pick up, though. Yeah, that's just a bounty hunter. Is that even still going? I, I, I don't even know. Like, is he still like? Is this still a show? Oh, I've yeah, never yeah, actually watched it. I don't think. Oh. Will, will you be playing this when it comes out? Then. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Done anything else? I don't. I don't. The more I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, it's, yeah. It's Twitter. Oh, he's got to be new. Got to be still going. Oh, he signed deals for multiple games based on this persona. Look at him. He's a powerful looking person, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a wrestler. He does look like a wrestler. He should have been a wrestler. I'm sorry. Oh, I've got a list of the games. Uh, they've done... Oh, they're VR. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of VR. <laughs> Walk around in VR punching to people. people yeah. with <laughs> Sick. I'm in. We should have got that from virtual, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, everything to do with computer games is virtual. Virtual, yeah. <laughs> They've done a fishing game in VR. I hate fishing in, in games. I just oh, hate I like it. fishing. Oh, in games, that's another subject. Let's not talk about. If, you, like if you want, if you want to, like, just we, I should have mentioned it before when we talk about useful oh, okay. side quests. Anything that involves fishing can fuck off. I, I lied. I lied. It's only the one game of VR. <laughs> okay. So you're lying about how many games they've made in VR. No, nah, yeah, it's just the one. Loads off the podcast. We're not speaking to him no more. No. You'll see no. him next week, though. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> they need me. <laughs> <laughs> Warbital. This looks like so I think that's the, the roundup <laughs> for the news, right? Yeah, that's, like that's, that's everything we had. So that that's... Uh, everything that's been going on in the world of video games for now. Um, so yeah, that that's been quite an interesting <laughs> week, and obviously we're looking uncapped, forward. Uncapped, uncapped. Next week I'm gonna have a coffee. Uncapped, boom, boom, and un, 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 uncapped, boom, boom, and un, un, uncapped, boom. Um. I'm sorry, what you heard then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, was a technical glitch. What are you glitch. trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going into a dubstep remix. I think, I think, like... I think Dale was just, just kind of broke. What dubstep have you been listening to? <laughs> Listen to dubstep. I'm assuming, okay? Wow. <laughs> that was. That's definitely like a boomer moment from you. Uh, I, I'm just guessing what I think the dubstep of the kids listen to is like. <laughs> I mean, the only dubstep I've listened to is like Knife Party. But I can't go shouting knife partied on the mic, can I? Um, well, any, anyway, anyway, let's move swiftly on from all this nonsense. Um, but yes, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. That's been us for this week. Um, as ever, if you enjoyed the video, give it a like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, then, well, you should be because we're great and we're here. Um, but also, you know, keep listening on any whatever your favorite podcast service is. You can find us there as well, and all the usual social places. We are at Uncapped Gaming. Um, so check us out, hit us up, say hello, and uh, we will see you again next time. 
we are everywhere. Tara. We are here. <laughs> we are omnipotent. Is that the right word? I hope it is. Um, no, it's not. Omnipresent, and we're not Bye. even there. <laughs> Have a beautiful time. Bye. Have a beautiful time. <laughs>